This Marketplace podcast is supported by Wharton Executive Education, a leader in providing business executives with the knowledge they need to make an impact. Learn more at wartonexecutiveeducation.com. Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. Oh, it's never good when a conference call starts like this. Vikram chose to submit his resignation, and the board accepted it. Big changes at Citigroup today. Also, who exactly decides who those undecided voters are that are going to be in the presidential debate tonight? We know, and we'll tell you if you stick around. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Investing, renting, sending your kid to college? Listen to the Marketplace Money Podcast. Find it on iTunes or at marketplace.org slash podcasts. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdahl. This is the Marketplace Podcast for Tuesday, the 16th of October. Good to have you with us. And hey, here's something you don't see every day. The CEO of a major American company reporting Bafo quarterly profits and then he's gone the next day. The CEO in question is Vikram Pandit. The company is Citigroup. And the news is, if not stunning, then at least a little bit surprising. Pandit and Citi made it through the worst of the financial crisis, thanks in part to $45 billion in taxpayer bailouts. Our senior business correspondent, Bob Moon, takes it from there. Citigroup's stock is down almost 90% since Panda took the helm, although many market watchers say that's just a reflection of the nightmare he inherited at the height of the financial meltdown. Lately, the bank's fortunes have shown signs of improvement. Still, banking analyst and portfolio manager Matt McCormick sees today's abrupt change in leadership as more bungling at Citigroup, and he says it explains why he's likely to keep steering clear of the stock. They have failed to meet expectations for so long. Why would somebody go to Citigroup? Why would somebody invest in their stock when some of their peers are excelling at areas where they should be and they missed it? Just yesterday, for example, the bank's third quarter earnings showed Citi has failed to capitalize on the recent rebound in mortgage lending. Even so, Morningstar analyst Jim Senegal isn't expecting any major change in direction. He thinks Pandit's recent moves were starting to pay off. You know, City was a financial supermarket offering everything to everyone a few years ago. That got them into a lot of trouble. Pandit really scaled back the business to focus on global businesses and urban consumers around the world. Senegal points out Citigroup isn't the only bank that's been dealing with turbulence, with some of its rivals suffering through unexpected losses and legal challenges. I think it's definitely a fair question to ask whether anyone is talented enough to keep an eye on all of the operations at these large, complex institutions, and it's definitely something people should be thinking about as investors. He says it could be that too big to fail might also mean too lumbering to succeed. I'm Bob Moon for Marketplace. Tonight is the second presidential debate. Undecided voters in the audience will get to ask questions of the president and Governor Romney, as will the moderator, Candy Crowley, from CNN. Her we know. Those undecided voters, not so much. And the latest poll numbers suggest margin of error. There is somewhat of a disconnect. It's conventional wisdom. Our survey said... Frank Newport is the editor-in-chief at Gallup, and he is going to be at Hofstra University tonight for the debate. Frank, it's good to talk to you again. My pleasure. Okay, so first of all, I learned that you help decide what third candidates get to be in debates, and now actually you help pick the undecided voters who ask questions in town hall debates. What? How do I get that gig? Uh, well, we're, we're happy to help out. We randomly select uh, voters from around the area, wherever the debate happens to be held, and if they aren't committed, we invite them to the debate. Okay, so I have to know what your definition of undecided is, or uncommitted, I guess. 
basically it's true undecideds, Kai, that is people who say no matter how much we push them, they don't have a choice, and also people who may lean to one candidate or the other, but tell us that there is still a chance that they might vote for the other person. So we put all that together, and that's our definition of uncommitted voters, and, and those are the ones uh, that will be up on stage at Hofstra University. And do you know who Kenny's going to pick out of the crowd? Uh, we do not. It's kind of like a jury, very interesting. Once they arrive at the debate venue, they then go in with Candy uh, Crowley and her producers, uh-huh. and, and we're through. You know, it's huh. up to them for that point. And they're kind of sequestered, uh, so we have no idea who's going to be picked. What's your sense then, of, based on, on having done this for 20-something years, what kinds of questions are we likely to hear tonight? Well, I think there'll be a mix, and I think they're great. You know, a lot of people are, are very worried and say, oh, these people are going to ask bizarre questions. You know, my sister was abducted by a UFO, Mr. President. What are you going to do about it? Or things like that. Yeah. But they actually don't. So I think we'll get a mix. I think there'll be domestic questions and foreign policy questions. And maybe a few things that come out of the blue, which I personally think might be great. I want to see how Romney and Obama respond yeah. when it's an offbeat question. That might be fun.